Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Monday morning, July 19th, as we are in the middle of our summer, and I hope you're having a wonderful summer. Special welcome today to all those who come back day after day, because we believe that to get into the Word of God every day makes a difference in our life. And so I'm so glad you're here, and I know you're being blessed. And if you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe, hit the like button. And I also hope that uh, you come back day by day and share this with your friends. And leave a comment. We do believe, as I said, if you come back day by day, your life changed because the Word of God is powerful, it's living, it's active, and it does change our lives. We've been talking about having a Christian worldview versus some of the other prominent worldviews in our day, a secular humanist worldview, a secular hedonist worldview, and a Marxist worldview. And these, a worldview that defines how you see the world and your purpose here, and trust me, we believers are more influenced by these other worldviews than we realize, and so we want to compare and contrast a little bit with the Christian perspective. Today, we want to talk about the end game. Where does our worldview lead us, and where does our, what does our worldview tell us is the end or the destination? Now, to, be, to introduce this, I want to read a very encouraging verse. An actual commandment from Paul wrote us in 1 Corinthians 9, beginning with verse 23. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. Wow, that's a commandment of God. To run in such a way that you may win. My friend, God wants you to win in the race of life. No losers here. We may, you may have been a loser as a non-Christian. You may have been a loser in life, but you've come to Christ, and now God wants you to run the race to win the race. Your life matters. You can be a winner in life. Now, that doesn't mean you're competing against other people. It means you're competing against what God wants you to be and who God created you to be. And you can be all that God created you to be, and he wants you to be. All right? Now, one thing I know about running, I used to be a runner. Oh, you say, when? Well, I don't know. About 50 years and 70 pounds ago, I was a runner. I ran cross country. I ran track. We run distances, long distances. And one time I ran a race. It was the biggest race of the year for us. It was our home invitational. A lot of teams were there. And I was not the fastest runner in the race, but I won. I won the race. Why? Because the fastest runner didn't know where the finish line was. And as we were coming around, you know, into the, the last of a two-mile race at the very end, he made a wrong turn, and he didn't go to the finish line. And though he ran harder and had probably trained harder and was more skilled and was better, he didn't win because he didn't know where the finish line was. I know some of my high school friends, if you're watching this in the church, you weren't that good of a runner. What do you mean running away? Well, it was a junior varsity race, okay? It wasn't the main race. It was a junior varsity. But still, it was big to me. And the point is this. I knew where the finish line was. I was good enough to be in the race, and I won because I knew where the finish line was. My friends, do you know where the finish line is? You know, these different worldviews, 
if you're a secularist, a humanist, an atheist, uh, you think that there is the finish line is you're just going to get eaten by maggots and worms. Your body's over and that's it because they don't believe in the soul. Once the body's dead, the, it's all over. And so at best, they say, eat, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. And it's all about this life. Or maybe some will have a, be a bit more altruistic, and they'll say, well, maybe I'll leave a legacy of people that I've helped. But once it's over, it's over for them, in, at least they believe. The Marxist, it's all about the collective. It's about the state. It's not about you. It's not about what, what good your life or what value your life. It's all, about, it's, it's all about the collective. And so you're expendable. And when you're, or when you're done, you're done. Your life really in Marxism, your life is of little value. It's about power structures. It's about power systems. And so your life doesn't really matter that much. And so when it's over, it's over as long as the collective, the state, is in better shape. And the proletariat is now ruling but how about us Christians? What's our worldview? Well, we, see, we have a different finish line because we believe we have a soul and we believe that we will live forever. That great finish line, there is a great judgment throne. And at that throne, there will be primarily one of two things said to us. Matthew chapter 25 talks about the righteous, the sheep. He'll separate the sheep and the goats. And the sheep, it'll say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are faithful. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what we all want to hear. But Jesus also said in Luke chapter 7, verse 21, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter into, enter into heaven. But he who does the will of my Father. He says, on that day, many will say, well, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and do all kinds of good things in your name? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. You practice lawlessness. And so we're warned here. We're told two different destinies. Jesus also talked in Matthew 7, there's a path of life and a path of destruction. A path that leads to life, a path that leads to destruction. One will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. One will be saying, Depart from you, practice lawlessness. Of course, in Revelation, it goes even further, where the departure is into the lake of fire. None of us want to go there, nor would we want anyone to go there. This is our destiny. This is the finish line. You've got to be aware of this, folks, and you want to run the race of life in light of the finish line. Because if you don't, if you don't have in your mind, one day I will stand before God and I will render account before God of the way I've lived my life, the way I've treated other people, the way I've loved or not loved. I will render account for every deed I've done, every word I've said, every thought I've had, every motive that motivated me. We will render an account for these, even, even the idle words we say. Jesus said we'd render account for. Now, obviously, as you know, that's, that's a scary thought. And so we plead the mercy and the blood of Christ, which cleanses us from all sin. And that is our hope that we are indeed cleansed. That is our faith, our trust, that our eternal life is not based on that I was good enough. I can't, I'll make no claim that Jesus for accept me because look how good I was but rather look how good you were, and I have received your salvation. 
I received your justification. I received from you. And if you don't know and understand that or have not yet done that, there's a video right on this channel, right below here, talked about bridging the gap between us and God. Well worth your watching and well worth your doing how it says or you can be reconciled to God and receive forgiveness. But as Christians, even those of us who are forgiven and cleansed, we too will stand before God. You, you must realize this. We too will render an account of our lives. It's interesting that uh, uh, in, in, um, in uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we read about this judgment time. And we read in verse 10, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10, According to the grace of God which was given me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and upon it, and, and another is building upon it, but each man must be careful how he builds upon it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if a man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built upon it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he'll suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. That's a pretty heavy thought. That we have the foundation in our life of Jesus Christ. But we build upon that foundation. You and I are building upon that foundation of Christ in our life. You're building it either with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. The gold, silver, precious stones are metaphors reminding us of those things that will last forever. I believe souls, the Word of God, the souls last forever. The Word of God lasts forever. God Himself lasts forever. The things we have done in service to God last forever. The, the more we do these things, the more eternal benefit and rewards we will have. Wood, hay, and straw, they'll be burnt up in the fire. They'll be consumed. The thing, there are things that are temporal. There are things that once this life is over, it's all over. It's gone. And it will, you won't take it with you into eternity and it'll have no eternal benefit or significance. And so the more we build with our life, uh, with build with the things that will last forever, the more reward we will have into all of eternity. Jesus commanded us to store up for ourselves rewards, treasures in heaven. He commanded us to do this in Matthew chapter 6. And might I encourage you to be remembering this. God wants you to be a winner. God wants you to be eternally rewarded. God, God gives us, you and I, the opportunity to run the race of life and to live life in light of the finish line. And so I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, remember, there are things that last forever and there are things that won't. Good deeds done in the name of Christ, winning souls to Christ, the obedience to the scripture, the word of God will last forever, our relationship with God, acts of love towards God and our fellow man. These are things that will be rewarded. Things that are just done for self, maybe less, maybe not. I pray that you'll be rich for all of eternity. I pray that you'll run the race to win. I pray that you'll live this day and every day remembering there is a finish line. There is a day of accountability. We want to be winners at the finish line. 
Sometimes we as Christians, it looks like we're behind during the race. No one cares who was ahead during the game. All that matters was who won at the end. And you and I, if we know where that finish line is, we run to win. We run to be ahead at that time. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you that you've opened our eyes to when the real finish line of life is. We confess, Lord, we're surrounded by people who think the finish line is when they, they land a certain salary or when they get a certain house or a marriage or a certain bank account or stock portfolio or drive a certain car or when they reach retirement or some, Lord, they just don't know where the finish line is and it's all identified by the material and things that are, that are temporal. Father, I pray that you'd help us to live life in light of the real finish line. One day we will stand before Almighty God. And Father, we know that in that day we will plead the, the blood of Christ and your mercy upon us. And we trust in the name of Christ we'll be accepted in Christ. But we pray that we would, Lord, you want us to be rich. You want us to be rewarded. You want us to be you, you want to be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful. I'll put you in charge of much, much more. You want to bless us. This is what you're like. And I pray, Father, that our life on this earth will have been lived in such a way that at that day, at that finish line, we'll be considered, we'll be declared by you to be winners. Winners of champions. Father, I pray that this day help us to live in light of that day. I pray this day, Lord, our words, our motives, our actions, our deeds, all would reflect that we believe in eternity, that we believe in God, that we believe in the Bible, that we believe in your word. And we would live in light of that, Father. Oh, break us forth. Break us out of the ruts that just live like the world lives and values all the world values. Help us to rise above that. Help us to overcome today. Help us to be true men and women of the kingdom. We pray these things. We ask for your strength. Fill us with your spirit and your joy and your hope. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I pray that you'll live this day in light of that day. There are some announcements that come at the beginning of this. If you, one of them is that's coming up, we're going to be visiting the Ark and the Creation Museum down in the Cincinnati area in July, uh, July 30 and 31st. If you would like to be a part of that, and we're, there's still spots in our group, we've got a group hotel rate and, a, and we're going as a group, just drop me an email, tom at tomthepreacher.com. I'll send you details, and we'd love to have you join us. It'll be a great time. You have a great day. God bless you. Make sure and share this. Hit that like button and, uh, and tell your friends as well. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.